This is the No Flamingo Hockey Podcast brought to you by Sheeny & Co. We're your hosts, Cal Wild, T-Bone, and producer Danny. All right, boys, we're back. Another episode, No Flamingo Hockey Podcast brought to you as always by our good friends over at Shinny & Co. Outdoor season's probably just about gone, but it's uh, always a good time to go check the boys out. All social media at Shinny & Co., See just what you can do with your outdoor rink next season. Uh, let's jump into it. Kick it around the table here. We're going to start off with my pal, uh, one of the smartest men in Toronto. It's producer Danny. And uh, Danny, how the heck are you, pal? I'm good. We had that tested. I was top 384. So that's not bad. Not, yeah. Honestly, honestly, not bad. No, what was the test that. like? How did that work? You know what? I walked into a room, it was empty. It was like one of those weird IQ tests. And I just, yeah. I left and then, and then they were like, congrats. <laughs> I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. So what's new? What's exciting? Tell us, catch us up, man. Uh, the, uh, here I am again talking about Babyland, but that's, that's, that's right. the only world and land that I visit nowadays. Yeah. But um, she has been kicking around a lot and she is just rolling over like a machine like yeah you, you turn you, you turn away awesome. and she's yeah and she's flipped over there you um, go i had the the uh i had solo daddy duty while my wife was away on a bachelorette thing over the weekend so i like flopped her on the ground before her bath and i said wait there a second you know she's on the towel wait there a second fill in the bathtub <laughs> the baby bathtub turn around and what do you know she's rolled over i'm like not in the washroom that's disgusting but but uh yeah Just she's rolling around in the bathroom floor i've yeah. been there she doesn't know how to go back though. So she gets like, she rolls over, she loves it. And then she gets like really annoyed that she's on her stomach and then mm -hmm. she just freaks out. And then you like pick her up and then she's like, whoa, 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 let me do that again. And then she'll, it's an endless cycle and this loop, man, but it's a, uh, it's good. It's, it's all in good fun. Just, uh, you know, she's growing. Dude, that's awesome. I'm, I love like the, the listeners at home. They can't see like, cause we're obviously on zoom here. I love watching your face light up talking about it. It is like, it cracks me up, dude. Glad you're having so much fun. And that's not the only big news you got the rolling over. Um, I creep your Instagram. You got a pretty like legit Venetian style <laughs> coffee setup at your house. Now, what is this yeah. coffee machine you bought? Yeah. Catch me up on this. It's like, you know, old Italian design. It's a, uh, it's an espresso machine from a company. I think it's called Lily. It's like, I have no idea how to say the things it like the things like six feet tall. It looks no, like. you know, it's, it's, it's pretty compact. The picture makes it look pretty big. That's not the only <laughs> thing the pictures make look pretty big, but it's uh it's got like a little lever. It's like an old school coffee machine, but it was made like in, uh, in like last year. So they've like added a bit of tech to it, but it's, nice. I literally bought it just cause it looks cool. It makes the same kind of coffee as my old coffee machine that also cost me an arm and a leg, but this kid, uh, she's going to have to start working her dues sooner than we thought. <laughs> She's making the coffees. All right. Last question. How much was this thing? I got to know. Give me it a ballpark. Like, range. It was like two grand, two grand for the coffee machine. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I grabbed a French press thing from like Loblaws a couple of years ago and I've like, been doing all right. Was it like $13? Yeah. If that, if that <laughs> bargain rack, you know, that's right. Awesome. So daddy, big daddy, Danny's still doing his thing. Love to hear it. Um, we'll flip it over to the other side of the table. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, Let's work. I admit we're kind of out of cool teams to reference this guy for. Uh, so let's go to his uh, summer league member of the hooligans. It's uh, your friend and mine, Cal Wild. Cal, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm good, man. That uh, that summer league 
I went by the name Wildcat. So for this episode, if we could refer to me as Wildcat, that would be Wildcat. Uh, I appreciate that. Buddy. Um, I'm doing good, man. Yeah, we are. I'm going to try um, today. I'm going to stay away from Babyland. But what's going on in my world? Uh, me and a couple of buddies have started this wellness challenge called, okay. you know, it's kind of from uh, its roots are from the, the hard 75, they call it. But as soon as one of the guys posted what it was, and the fact that it had to last for 75 days, we instantly decided that was too much. So let's go down <laughs> to the hard 30. And then of that, some of us divided into the hard 30 and the soft 30. Okay. But <laughs> what it is, is uh, like I said, it's a wellness challenge. Just, just having some fun amongst the boys. Um, yeah. Uh, healthy diets, stay away from alcohol. That's, that's kind of one of the dividing factors between the hard and soft uh, version. That's uh, tough. Two 45 minute workouts a day. One of them being outside. All right. Um, could be a walk or anything. So nothing doesn't have to be overly strenuous. Um, a gallon of water, which has been, you know, quite an adoption for some of us. And mm-hmm. uh, what's the last one? Oh, a daily selfie, which has been pretty entertaining. <laughs> All right. You guys keep you yourself go. in check. And read a few books or uh, pages of a book. So it's been, uh, you know, I've actually really enjoyed it. Not so much the, you know, there's some stuff that we were, I was already doing, but I think it's been fun for us to kind of compete in a way, but, but mm. also enjoy some of the other things that, you know, we probably don't make time for and, and we really should, you know, it's important now that we're dads to focus on that kind of stuff. So I've really enjoyed it. I know some, sorry, some of the guys listening, um, are doing it and I hope they're being as honest as, as us all. But, uh, unfortunately yeah. on St. Patty's day, I had to crack. It was like 20 degrees out here. And I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a, a beer. Fucking right. A big old green beer. And that's, uh, that's good for you. All right. That's, that's a mental health check. You need that every once in a while. Absolutely. Great idea. But no, it's been fun, man. So, uh, looking forward to seeing the end of the month selfies because these guys are absolutely ridiculous and, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that's it. Love it. Love well, it. Yeah. Buddy. So, so big daddy, Danny's going hard into dadland. You're avoiding the dad bod. Um, that's good. That's cool. I'm, I'm not as into the gym as I once was. I want to get back. Things are opening up and we're looking good. Masks are gone. So hopefully I can start, uh, hitting those glamor muscles where you focus on like one or two, get some biceps. People think you're in, uh, in good shape, that whole ruse that I like to pull off. Um, but for me, what's new and exciting boys, let me tell you. So We've had a couple of man rocket hockey games uh, since since the three of us last connected. So two weeks ago, we go out there. I don't know what what got into me, but I was I was having a night out there. I was zipping around, doing my thing. I scored two goals in the first two minutes of the game, and I'm like buzzing Buddy. around, feeling good. Jones and now second goal got called off after I already celebrated really hard. <laughs> I pulled a, who was that? Was that uh linger? Was that linger? Yeah. I pulled yeah. a linger by accident. I was like, so hyped up. I was like, Tim balls. And they're like, no, no, no goal. They called it off. I'm like, what the hell? Um, and then I was scoring another one later on. I would have had a hat trick, which never happens for me. And like, did, I was so amped. Did you do so the I'm, Matthews point? Like the, I should have, but it was like, <laughs> we were smashing these old men and like, it was an empty net goal and it was so stupid. I didn't even feel good about it, but, but I, but I obviously did because I'm bringing it up now. Um, flash forward a week later and I'm like, I'm red hot. Nothing's going to stop me. Have a pretty shitty game. Um, and then score at the very end and I'm psyched and it got called off again. So I got dinged for two goals. And when you're a guy like me and you score like six a year, that's cutting into the, a big piece of the pie. So I was, uh, None too happy, but now the Man Rockets are heading straight into the playoffs. We got that kicking off uh, Wednesday night this week, 
And we're going up against a team that uh, absolutely destroys us every time we see them. So it should be, in my opinion, a pretty quick playoff run for the boys, unfortunately. But I'll, I'll keep the updates coming. So there you go. Hey, keep the streak alive, man. That's right. Buddy. Gotta keep it going. Get, keep getting goals called off. That's my streak. Love it. Um, so Trojan boy, tell us about. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Wildcat. Oh, it's Wildcat. I screwed that up already. Yeah, Mr. clap there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into chatting about our, our guests last week, uh, the Beach Bod. We had a lot of fun with our with our first tendy ever. Um, just a funny dude. We had a whole hell of a lot of fun chatting with him. Um, and Cal, I know you probably got some feedback. You were sort of teasing off air. We'd love to hear what some of your pals were saying. Yeah, so um, I did have a few. I actually had three listeners, friends, um, reach out about this episode specifically one of them uh his comment was loved beecher storyteller you know extraordinaire he was you know they really enjoyed his uh the way he communicates they thought he was hilarious uh another guy i'm not going to name anybody but but this was uh less directed at the episode but just maybe us as a team the three of us so i thought mm. this was kind of neat he said oh man the progress has been amazing and you guys are getting better every episode so I, mean, I hope that's true and uh all right let's pump our tires to, to start us off here today huge voice i thought that was going. great and then the last one this comes from a guy that struggles with uh some backwards crossovers so that kind of mm. gives you an indication of his 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 level but he says the way <laughs> t-bone talks about the man rockets yeah is he <laughs> i think he's trying to compare he's trying to figure out where he sits uh, compared to you. So he can't yeah. speak backwards. Okay. How would you, where would you put yourself in, in uh skill level? This might sound like, okay, shut the fuck up. You're a liar. I'm really good at skating backwards. I swear. <laughs> I swear to God. Like I can really, at one point last game, I realized that I was one of the last guys back and I whipped it back and I started skating backwards. I was like, you know what? That might be my strong suit is wheeling around backwards out there. The crossovers, you know what the key is? You don't have to worry about stopping left or right when you're going backwards. You just kind of squirt your feet out to the side and you, you stop. So never heard that word before. But squirt them out, boys. Look it up. Yeah, I think that's a legitimate uh, hockey Keenan. term. Yeah, one of the Sutter brothers came up with that for sure. Um, <laughs> no, skating backwards, I'm okay with. Um, skating forwards and having a puck on my stick, it's an absolute disaster. So okay, okay. But where does this guy live? Is he is he one of the Winnipeg boys or is he uh, in Toronto here? Yeah, he's he's originally from Winnipeg. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm getting at if, if we can get him out on the ice, we can uh, maybe he and I go tet a tet in a uh, backward skating race. Anything, okay. a little I'd a little like skills comp. What about a skills comp? If we that's set up a the, no flamingo skills comp, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's no flamingo skills comp. We hit up uh, Frankie. We hit up uh, Barn Burner Academy and do ourselves a little boot camp one day. It'd be nice. Oh, I'd love it. The off ice stuff, we'd get just absolutely. It'd be gross. And then the on ice stuff trying to hit targets and I don't know, the relays and whatever we get beach and net. We do the breakaway challenge on them. Fastest skater. You give Danny and I half a day to complete it and <laughs> see what the hell happens from there. I think that, Hey, this is right. That could be entertaining. Place. Yeah. I could, I could get on board with that. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd it's be awesome. Summer project, summer project. Um, you know, what we have to do to round out is we've had, we kind of alluded to last time we've had. So like some super high end skill, like a Robbie shrimp. We've had a lot of really good, tough, hard nosed, you know, fighters and tough guys and skill guys. We have a goalie now. We've had forwards. We've had D. You might need to get a coach on at some point. Who's the I was thinking that? Yeah, that's got to come yeah. from you. All my coaches were like your dad. 
yeah, my dad or like work release sort of jail program men at uh, the local rink were forced to be there. Uh, but that might have to come from you there, Wildcat, where we, uh, where we loop in a loop in a coach. Any come to mind? Who's the, who's the best or worst that you'd love to have on here? I like the homework. And actually that's, uh, let's, let's leave it at that for right now, because mm. part of, I think today's guest is going to touch on some of those, those great, uh, those interactions and stories that he has with some of, uh, some of those coaches. So I think that's a, yeah, I'm up for the challenge for, I could find somebody that'll be very entertaining. Absolutely. Sweet. It might get mixed reviews from some of our previous guests and teammates alike, but, uh, yeah, no, I get, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I think that's a great idea. I love it. We got to round out the roster. And I forgot to mention, we've got, uh, we've got Olympic, uh, we've got Olympic players, uh, female Olympic players coming up. Uh, so we're really rounding out, but we do need that coach. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we get over to talking about this week's guest? And what this a is guest. a big one. This, yeah, this is a big one here, boys. Um, this whoa, is probably whoa, 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 whoa. our, before we go to this in, introduction yeah yeah uh, you know for some people that were listening last time we touched on uh, oh i'm sorry i forgot about this yes that's okay of course. The, the name todd davison and so now we have a little bit more information about uh, the re- release of this book so just quickly you know i, I don't think I, I i let on you know some some of the listeners from winnipeg for sure would know the name would definitely know todd um you know he was just an incredible young man and unfortunately he did um lose his life to a battle with cancer at just 20 years old uh mm. he was like i said a, a teammate of mine um he was a friend of mine, just somebody with this. He just loved life, man. Just like such a charismatic, sorry, Kara, help me. Charismatic, charismatic, charismatic personality. Exactly. Like he was amazing on the ice, but it was just his, his, his life away from the rink. That was just so incredible. And, and through this journey, you know, he, he made, he made it to the Western league at 16 years old, which is an achievement in itself. And then shortly after he was diagnosed um, with the cancer. And like I said, eventually his life was cut way too short, but um, yeah, his brother is he's, he's been in the process of, of documenting some stories and uh, I guess the life story of, of Todd um, over the past, you know, almost decade. And so effective, uh, sorry, releasing April 19th on Amazon, um, Wade, his brother is releasing the book called his last shift, the playbook of Todd Davison. So wow. again, for any of the guys in Winnipeg or, or people that are truly in, in, into, uh, some pretty amazing, you know, life stories. It, it's, it, I, I wish I was doing this introduction a little bit more justice, but no, it's good. I encourage you to, uh, to check it out, you know, support it. Todd was incredible. He, he started this, uh, believe in a goal foundation in Winnipeg and, and raised so much money and, and so much awareness for, for such a good cause. Right. So that's um, amazing. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that, bring that up today before we jump into it. No, that's awesome, dude. And like, and what an accomplishment and, and what an amazing thing for his brother to do. Um, obviously super passionate project from him for him, I'm sure. Um, and to have it coming out in April, I know you mentioned long ago that that was something that was in the works and it's really, really cool to hear that it's, that it's here, man. And yeah. we'll do everything we can, like for whoever the heck takes the time to listen to us, we'll, we'll scream this one from the mountains here, make sure people know all about that book and how to get to it. So I'm really, really glad you brought it up here, dude. That's great. Cool, man. Nice. Um, yeah, well said. Um, well, let's, let's head on over. Um, start focusing in on this week's guest here. Um, super popular guest, maybe our most, Danny, would you say our most requested guest to the, the, our DMS are full of requests for this guest? You'd oh agree? yeah. Oh yeah. People are, people are DMing my personal account being like, when are you getting this guy on? So that's right. That's right. It's, 
It's no joke. And we thought the time was absolutely right. We couldn't let season one go all the way by without uh, letting our listeners take a deep dive into the life and playing career of the one and only the Trojan boy, the wildcat himself. Welcome, no flamingo hockey family, to a very special episode. It's the Cal Wild interview. <laughs> yes, here we go. Um, thanks for yeah, that. Don't, don't, thanks. Sa- don't sound too excited. Like, no, no, no. Get no, me honestly, the fuck out of here. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that rinse. It's, it's amazing. I, I feel really good about that. I mean, we're talking about rounding out the roster and we need a, you know, a third line, fourth line guy. That's just a, a glue guy, right. To keep all these, these guys together. And, and I'm happy to be that guy. I mean, I made, I made a, uh, a career with in doing so. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is, this is a good time. We, this is kind of when we started talking about this idea floated around getting into a podcast, we touched on some of the stories and, you know, there's times where I think I had you in awe T-bone and there was other times where you're like, are you kidding me? Like just trying to realize what we kind of went through. Yeah, um, sometimes you were laughing, you know what I mean? And so I think today will be a, a, a deep dive into that. Hopefully I can remember. I was honestly sitting at the dinner table tonight and uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, like, I was like, Hey, do, you got to remind me of some stories and a lot of them come to <laughs> mind. And I just hope that I'm not, I'm sure there'll be some repeats because there is some stuff that we have recorded that may have not made it to previous episodes, but uh, yeah, well, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, we'll help you find I, love the story. I think the way we can help is just to pepper you with some questions and just get you talking and let us jump in and, and learn a lot about that journey. Um, and yeah, you're bang on dude. Like when we first met, you started telling me the stories and that's when I, uh, I started fanboying out a little bit. So uh, let's bring it out to the listeners. Let them hear all about it. Um, okay. T-Bone started this podcast specifically for this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I've had this one circled on the calendar and uh, <laughs> I didn't sleep last night. I was geared up and excited. Um, where do you want to start? I don't want to do the walkthrough of your whole like, well, when you were a little boy and first put on skates or anything like that, well, let's sure. jump into, I mean, you played for a ton of awesome teams. It seems like out in uh in Manitoba. What, where do you want to start off there, pal? I'll leave it up to you. Let's jump in. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's tough to get, it's tough not to follow the progression because it kind of, that's the way you remember it. You know what I mean? Like which, yeah, good. which, which stage did you go and what did you do and who did you play with and, and that kind of stuff. So um, we could start at junior. Um, I, I mean, some of the guys that the, you know, the NHL guys that we've, we've talked about, like the Cam Barkers, the, the Ryan Reeves, that was all a triple a, you know, that's where I played um, summer seasons with Todd, um, winters against, you know, like the Winnipeg loop, believe it or not, is pretty star started. And there's a really, really good group of pros that comes from, comes from there today. So, um, when I'm, when I'm like talking about this, it's no joke. Like, I mean, I remember, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> let's gather, let's gather Cal. Here we go. Um, <laughs> He's going to, it's memory lane. He's going down memory lane. You hit on something that I can jump in on right now. Yeah. Some, some of like the star studded guys, like tell us about that loop. So you got like the cam bar. Well, is that what you're talking about? The cam barkers, Ryan Reeves. Um, these are guys you played with who else hit, hit us with some of these names, dude. Well, I mean like the guys that were in and around the same age group that you're, you would actually see at the outdoor rinks because like it wasn't, it's not like Winnipeg's a massive place. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's a couple of really good outdoor rinks per each little subdivision and, and, and whatnot. But as soon as you play one summer with another guy from the neighboring neighborhood, I guess you, you would say, it's like, Hey man, that's, that's not your buddy. Right. So it's like, yeah, hey, yeah. Let's go to the rink. So you guys would hit the rinks together, even though you're playing against each other in the winter, you're still skating out there. So I'm in, I mean, I remember being on the rink with uh, Nigel Dawes. Um, there was, 
Dustin Boyd, there was, uh, I don't know. There's like, these are, these are good names. Um, Big time. Hey, would, would Nigel Dodge remember you by any chance? Do you think like, if you were like, Hey, remember me, it's Cal Wilder. So you can be like, Hey, would you remember you think? Uh, Nigel wouldn't, but like ah, Jeremy damn. might remember the name for sure. Um, so that's a guy I was, I was bugging him on Instagram a while back to come on the show. <laughs> and I'd never heard back from him. <laughs> Really? So I was like, what if I drop your name? But I guess that's not going to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. No, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just uh, like, so minor league was just a lot different than it is out here. And that's kind of one of the things that I, I, as I have coached and been involved, I just, I don't know, man, the pressure on the kids now at the minor league level is just so high because the expectation mm-hmm. is so much. Like I read a, an article in the paper the other day that was about five boys from the same family all playing competitive elite hockey man like the commitment for the parents is insane and now that we're in this kind of role i guess it's just like it's just crazy so i mean i'm very thankful that at the time and maybe the game has changed so much that like in the summer i was he's going to play a little bit of summer hockey but i also played soccer and other stuff and i i had just as much fun doing that right and but now it almost feels like it's if you're not doing that you don't have a chance when the reality is you don't have a chance anyways (laughs) for the most (laughs) statistically yeah statistically right but not, not to, but yeah. So anyway, so, you know, minor league was, was great. Had a great time. Um, was very fortunate to play with some of these guys, but also on some very good teams. Um, but I was five, one, like, so when I was growing oh, up, I right? was, yeah, yeah. I was really small. And if, if anybody has seen my dad, he's, he's a big human. So everybody was like, it's just a matter of time until this guy's going to shoot up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was really small. I mean, I'm for my, you guys Canadian hockey league draft, I was five, one, 101 pounds. And I was actually considering putting marbles in my jock <laughs> for my weight. Right. I, I put like, marbles down my underpants too, boys for yeah, different but, reasons. Yeah. Not for a draft. No, you know what, no. you know what I mean? Like it was just one of those things where I was, oh uh, I was small and whatever. So, um, as we kind of were, you come out of AAA, I made the jump to high school, which okay. I, best decision I ever did. And maybe the, and that was the birth of Trojan boy. Right that was the birth of Trojan boy. That was the, that was the birth of some of my friends who like this bad Cal. You know what I mean? So bad Cal, uh, yeah, bad Cal. So wildcat, bad Cal, Trojan boy. All the, right. The nicknames are endless, but uh, those are good ones for hockey. Those are good nicknames. You earned them all, I bet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's definitely earned them. But yeah, high school was great, and I wouldn't say that the 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 level dropped because a lot of these guys that were playing triple a the years previous were saying, Hey, this is a, just as competitive loop. Let's play with my buddies and play in front of our, our fans. Right. So that was a, that was a natural um, progression. And, and I'm happy I did that uh, because there was a lot of time spent, you know, for these guys coming out of Winnipeg, going up to the paw and Thompson, which are like eight hour bus rides when you're young, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're in high school, when you should be a high school student enjoying high school. Yeah. Right? So, um, so fast forward high school, high school, I jumped to junior, um, with the Winnipeg South blues, um, South blues. I got the, I got the DB up here. If anyone wants to hear the line, what do you 50, got? What, what 59 is, games, nice little 21 points, but a crooked little 41 members mm-hmm. there. Is that my rookie year? It's just got the one on DB. That's I didn't right. go to uh, I didn't go okay. to elite here, but I'm seeing, okay. yeah, the 41 pimps. So let's, let's stop right there. South blues. Hopefully you're getting your growth spur because it looks like you had a fight. Talk, <laughs> talk to us about it. What happened there? I, I knew you were going to bring up the fight, so I'm going to I'm going to put this to well, rest. Right for. So I'm going to blame I'm going to blame Reaver for <laughs> I think for beating the wheels off me in a cage rage when I was in AAA, and I said at that point I'm not going to become a fighter. I don't want to be this guy. So throughout my career, 
I, in juniors, the first time where, you know, your cage comes off and it's, you have your, your visor. And I remember <laughs> going out as a rookie, um, just for in a preseason game and we're in Selkirk, just this rink. Um, nice. and there's a 20 year old at the face off dot. And, you know, I think I'm 17 this year. And, and one of my vets is saying, he's, he's a guy I really looked up to. He's like, he's like Cal sleeper. I remember the guy's name, Steven sleep. He's like, p- puts guys to sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he's like, he doesn't have his elbow pads. Sandman. On. He's going to not care about this face off and jump you. And I'm like, no, there's not a chance that's happening. Hang on, who told, who told you this? Who told you? One Who's, of the vets on my team. Yeah. You know he's like, heads mean? up. This guy's putting you down. Okay, cool. So, so this is like preseason. So I'm trying to make the team, right? So I'm, I'm like crouched down, ready to win this face off because stats matter, right? Like there's people mm-hmm. looking at this. So I'm bearing down here, park straight back. No big deal. Literally this guy spears me in the nuts. He sheds his mitts and he, and we're in one. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So, um, I think that one didn't go very well <laughs> for sure, but <laughs> how the hell could it have? He caught yeah. me off guard. You know what I mean? Like I didn't believe this guy. I thought he was setting me up, but, uh, yeah, I, I think my mitts touched the ice, but I didn't land a punch. Um, so I'm, a, I'm not embarrassed. It's okay. I, I was going to get him back. You survived. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, let's not focus on the tough, the tough guys. So I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to knock them all out of the way here. That was one. Didn't yeah. win that one. Uh, there's another time I got jumped. Uh, it, we wrestled. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say, I think it was a draw. We can give it a draw. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a fair rating. That's great. Um, then I, I remember the, I, th- I think I had two in pro and, uh, they were both against tough guys. One, I don't mm-hmm. know why I did it. We talked about it. This, this Trevor Hendricks. Um, he was a tough guy. He was a, I think he was a high at one, at one point, a high prospect, but a very tough, rugged guy. And like I said, I, I just came back off a concussion and I thought it was going to be a good time to fight. It wasn't. No, that guy um, was, that guy is massive. I've seen that video. That guy's a big boy. Like he's like, yeah, he's, he's cause you've shot You have shot up. You're a big guy. You're a tall, big guy. And this yeah. guy is like towering over you. Like, grabbing at your shoulders, pushing down at the beginning of that fight. And I'm like, okay, that's and never you, a good start. And you went after him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, yeah, kind of. Nice. I mean, there was a scrum in front of the net. Right, right? Okay. And, and I said, okay, let's do this. And then you look up and you're like, oh man, wrong guy. I thought it was somebody else. <laughs> uh, and then the last one was a, I fought another heavy, heavyweight. He, if you look him up, Danny, his, uh, he's a triple digit kind of Pim guy, uh, oh. religiously Adam Smith. Uh, just yep. as big, big, <laughs> that should be an easy name to yeah. find. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Big, big, uh, big human bald head, you know, always bicked. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I was trying to stand up for one of my teammates. I bumped him and he's like, he's like, Oh, we're going. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and that one, yeah, it didn't end up well either, but so let's, uh, okay. Now let's get back to who I was as a player. <laughs> All right. But hang on, bang it. Cause you said one thing that I thought was interesting and I don't know what the hell it is. A cage rage yes, with Reeves. Yeah. What's a cage rage? You said you had a cage rage against Ryan Reeves. Is that like you guys are like punched each other's masks in the dressing room type of thing? Yes, that's exactly what it was. What do you guys? Well, I made it. I made it less cool. Talk to us more about that. So you've been punched. You've been punched in the head by that guy. 
I've that never like, done that to have a name for it. <laughs> that was yeah. like, uh, yeah, that's okay. young. That, that's kind of like, yeah, I mean, you could tell the stories now, but that's not the no bullying, but you know, that was kind of your coming into your, uh, your own when you're on these teams, you know what I mean? Everybody has to do one case. Some guys were volunteering to go against one another, right? Like they love going against each other and who's going to win the belt and stuff. But like I said, in this, in those AAA years, when we were starting out, I was, I was five, one, the smallest guy on the team. And I was like, man, who am I going with? Right. And <laughs> Ryan Reeves, well, it had to be him. Cause at the time he was an underager. So he was like a guy that was not small by any means, but it was like, I don't know. He was younger. So I guess I had a better opportunity. Yeah. Back, back then, it, <laughs> back then that shit mattered. It's like, he's a year younger than you. I don't care if he's three feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was the gist of that. But, okay. Uh, so that's the cage rage. I kind of figured, but I wanted to hear about it. I, I don't know anyone else who's been, you know, punched in the face by Ryan Reeves. So I find that pretty interesting. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So go back to, so you were going to say, what kind of player you were? I want to let you continue on, man. Yeah. So I get it. Why guys wanted to maybe like my PIMS were never, I was never dirty, but I played hard. Okay. So like, I mean, I, I love finishing checks. That was a part of what I did. Um, and I can see why guys would think that I like to toe the line because I, again, now I'm not a small body, you know what I mean? And decent size. And when you're finishing checks like that, but I mean, I always did it for the most part in a, in a clean manner. And, and I love lighting a guy up because that's the way at the time hockey was being played. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and I don't think, I didn't think I had to answer the bell to do that because it's part of the game. If it was dirty or a little bit hesitant or whatever, like I'd have no problem doing so, but I just didn't really play that way. Right. Yeah. So, um, which, I mean, this fast forwards me, but there was near the end of my career, I, uh, actually got, eye gouged. And so chase like yeah. a hook, like a, yeah, yeah. Like two, two fingers, in two fingers. Eyes. And, uh, like this guy, the hell this guy, uh, who he fought in the American league for a bit and he was, a you know, an energy kind of player and, and, uh, he's coming in over our blue line and you're not supposed to really get in the way anymore to kind of give your defenseman time to delay him. I guess what get in his way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I did this and I, I guess I stuck out my hip a little bit and he kind of went for a little like side twirl, like a roll. And in doing so, I guess it really infuriated him. And so he <laughs> chased me down, almost bertuzzing me from behind. Oh and God. When we're on the ice, I was like, I remember. And I think like my family remembers me yelling my effing eyes, my effing eyes. And when I got up, I could show you, share you guys pictures, but like my eyes, like I was like, I couldn't see out of one of them and they're completely shot. And it was Jesus. Like just nails and stuff. And I mean, it's, it wasn't a, like, you feel, you feel, you don't know how to feel in the instant because it's like, did that just happen? That shouldn't happen. <laughs> right. Like, did that just happen? Whatever. But, uh, that's messed up. Yeah. It was, it was pretty crazy. Um, at the time for sure. Freaking maniac, dude. Maniac. Do you yeah. want to out this guy and have me challenge him to a street fight or no? Well, if you're going to do the fighting, then sure. But yeah, but yeah. I'm not, no, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm proud of it, but I don't think he played another game after that. I think it was like uh, a lifetime suspension. So. Yeah, yeah. You probably, it, probably for the best. Imagine what Richard Brosall would do to that guy, dude. He'd, That's right. He'd have him swimming downstream to another league. You're not sticking yeah. around after pulling that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I had I had guys like, I mean, one name that sticks out to me, and, and I hope we can get him on at some point, was was uh, was Bootland, Daryl Bootland. And oh, yeah. 
we played, I played in Texas for three years and, and he was the same and we played so many games against each other. And again, he's, he's this killer. That's like a left weight or a lefty that can also play the game mm-hmm. and for whatever reason. Like, I, I think it wasn't until like we actually met one another and, and whatever's a little bit different, but for whatever reason, like every game he'd be like, we're going, we're going, we're going, <laughs> we're going. And I'm like, no, we're not. Why, why, why? I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> stop asking me. Skate around. But then again, that we, we had so many and we've talked about, about and with and we had so many other guys that were capable oh yeah of, and wanted to you know what i mean so it's like these guys are i don't know i don't know what it is right? you, you played with some you played with some absolute animals like you shouldn't have had to worry about that and that's a compliment animals um bootland that's an interesting one because he ended up going up and getting it going with the red wings for a while and he was like didn't he play like with lidstrom and like with that unreal yeah, uh, yeah. red wings team i want to say like what the hell? That that's yeah. pretty cool. That yeah, that's when we should be earmarking. Get him on, tell some stories. I want to hear what uh, Slick Nick's like in the dressing room. Very curious about that. Absolutely, yeah. No, he's uh, he's a good guy. Fortunate to meet him like later on at kind of uh, a union like summer off season thing, and and yeah. a little bit different when you're sitting in Vegas by the pool. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's a different different setting for sure. I but guess no, so, dude. And that's you know the one thing I take as always, kind of trying to remember some stories. A lot of them, with the exception of the like an overtime goal that's memorable, or a, a first game, or winning some money for money on the board, or a championship. Like a lot of the the games, the individual games, day to day games. For me, that stuff is, I guess, unfortunately, kind of gone. You know what I mean? Or it's not as prominent in my mm-hmm. in my mind. But it's a lot of the off ice stuff and the people that you met in those situations. That's what made the journey and the ride so much fun. You know what I mean? So like Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. So, so, so many so, games you probably all blend together, right? That's the thing. Like that you're literally at the rink, you know, you go for a pregame skate and then you you nap and you wake up and you go back, you have your coffee, you go through your routine, you have your game and then you're trying to get to the restaurant or the bar as quick as you can <laughs> just to do the same thing over again. Right. Like that's, was it ever that's... hard to nap? Are you like not a good nap? What if you're not a good nap guy? I don't nap. Or do you just or like you, adjust down to it? You become a good nap guy, man. You become a nap guy. Yeah. Well, I, I guess mean, it's because you're using your body in ways that I don't. And so I'd probably actually be tired. Yeah, I know for sure. You, you shut you like for, and lots of guys are different. Like some guys are not in the wrapper for, three four hours and some guys were like i can't nap like that there's a lot of superstition or routines that lots of yeah i was the same way right but but uh so here's a story talking about the rapper okay so we're in texas and i hope i haven't shared this one the keyword gun did i share this one yet not to me Uh, i don't think so dude okay so we're in texas (laughs) we're in texas my first year and my roommate uh, love the guy. He's uh, he's a he's a guy. He's from Ohio, okay, Cleveland. Big mm-hmm. hunter, and so we end up hooking up with or not hooking up. I shouldn't say that word. We did not hook up. Um, <laughs> we end up meeting up with uh, one of this fan who's also a big hunter. Okay, okay. so he says, "What's okay. going on for All Star Weekend?" And we're like, nothing, man. Like we're looking to experience Texas, the culture, like let's go away. We have a, a three, four day break. Well, you weren't playing in the game or what? No, 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 no. I was oh, a come on. this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Told you. Told you. Um, so anyway, so we go down to Austin and 
he drives us down and he's like a big longhorn guy, like Texas orange truck, like longhorn decals everywhere, like whatever. So we go to, apparently his family has got a ranch. We go to the ranch and we go hunting. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm a city slicker, so never been hunting. I'm a, not overly excited, I guess, to, uh, for the experience. I don't know what the experience is, but I'm, I'm along for the ride. Right. And the reason I don't, I'm not overly excited about it is because of the, the whole thing that happens once you kill the animal, like there's an expectation you have to take care of the animal at that time. Right. Right. And so again, I, I understand it for sport. That's my beliefs. That's just whatever, but I'm like, yeah, let's entertain this. Absolutely. So we go to Austin, we sit in the tree stand all day. Um, sure enough, a buck comes in, you know, as I don't know the rules yeah. but whatever, as the sun's setting. And so you have, uh, as soon as the sun set, I think it's officially lights out, which, you know, I don't think everybody follows that, but whatever. So this, this buck comes in, looks pretty decent. So my heart's like, it's pumping, it's beating right now. And I'm like, Holy smokes. Um, this is going to happen. Right. I'm sitting next to my roommate who's got his rifle ready to go. And he's like, okay. He's like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger. And I'm sure like my heart's beating. I can imagine what his heart's doing. Right. (laughs) So he shoots and he's telling me that he's this amazing hunter, blah, 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 blah. So he shoots and like, I'm like, Holy smokes. Like we just, okay. That's it. He's like, yeah, got it. I'm like, Oh man. Okay. Whatever. A part of me was like, I really hope that guy got away, but uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we go out and we, we chase the blood back and, uh, and it just like, it stops, it stops. There wasn't even a lot of blood and it stops. And it's like, no, we don't have anything. So I'm <laughs> like, yes. So I had the whole rush because, uh, because I had the rush, you know what I mean? But we didn't kill anything, which is great. And, uh, it was a win for the, the animals that day, which I was happy to support. But anyway, so after that we head out to the bar. Okay. So we're with this, uh, this fan, we head out to the bar and we're just on sixth street in Austin. We have a great time. You know, we're having a lot of bevies, just good enjoying ourselves. And we go back to the hotel room that night and, uh, the fan that we're with, he pulls out a gun from normal like literally his back like Texas. kind of like you know what like i mean holster, in Texas, yeah. like not even a holster because i hadn't seen this thing all night but it's like <laughs> it's like it's like i don't know tucked in somewhere hidden so he pulls it out and he's like he shows it to me and then for the listeners i'm i'm holding up my fingers like a finger gun and he shows it to me and he's like he's like are you okay with this sleep in here and i'm like <laughs> And he, he, he hammers it down on the Leaping. night table and I'm like, do I have a choice? <laughs> like, okay. So it was uh, a pretty crazy experience, I guess you can say. That could have been worse. He could have been slamming his dong down on the table. No, yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah cool where did this, this fan but, come from was the first yeah. question I had. Who was this fan? Is he still around? Has anyone checked for this guy in a while? Yeah, but it was, you know, just, uh, again, not a really hockey story, but something that was crazy down there. It was just so much different. Like, it's just so different, right? Yeah. yeah, you live like the proper Texas life, dude. That's wild. That's wild. Would you go back? Like, what's your like rating on Texas? Like, because you hear now that like Austin's just like one of the best cities to visit in North America. Apparently, it's an unreal spot. Was it like that when you were down there? That was what like ten years ago. You were there. Had it had it popped off at that point or no? Oh yeah, it was. They said keep Austin weird at that time, but it was it was a place to be. Um, nice. It was good because you know one of my buddies, Ryan Garbett, he uh, he was in Austin at that time playing in the American League, so. Um, yeah, he was there. It was a good time, man. It was a really good time. 
Um, and Garb, Garb got up to the show. Was he with the Kings for a while? I want to say. Yeah. So Garb's kind of has. Uh, he played with the Ducks and the and the Stars for a bit. Oh, the Stars, the Stars, right, yeah. right, right. But but nice. Garb has like a pretty big. Yeah, I guess an impact, I guess you could say on my career. So we played together in, in junior. Um, we won the year we won the champ. I think actually he was gone the year we won the championship. Um, but he went on a full ride. But anyway, so I went to the university for those intermediate years. He goes to Brown. He goes to the, to uh, not Laredo, to Corpus Chris, Christi in the Central mm-hmm. League. He lights it up in his rookie year. In the off season, he connects with my to be coach in Texas. And he says, Hey, this guy's looking for a place to play. You get, give him a tryout. Nice. And so I remember going down to, to Texas that first year and much like Beecher said, like you sign a contract, you're all pumped. You know what I mean? You, th- you mm-hmm. think you made it not, you don't know it's the paper, right? <laughs> not really knowing what it is. And so, yeah. so I flew down and, and without saying any names, I fly down and I, I joked about this before I, I worked out hard that year. Right. And I, I, uh, maybe this is a repeat, but I worked out hard. And so the guy I'm flying down with, he's, he's literally like, I'm like, okay, I got to go meet the coach, make a good first impression. He's literally on the flight, like pressing the, the, he's buying duty free, pressing, ringing for the flight attendant, asking for glasses of ice and a little bit of Coke, leave the top with a little bit of space. You know what I mean? <laughs> and pouring his drinks on the way down, we get Love down it. there you know, he's having a bunch of pops in the airport, which is, you know, that's great. But he was on a different situation because mm-hmm. um, he was a stud. He was signed. He was, he was supposed to be there. was going to be there. I get down there and there's 40 guys in camp. And sure enough, they put me on a, like, everybody's got a stall. And then there's the inner row of people in the dressing room that are <laughs> oh, facing the, the stalls folding chair. On, yeah, on folding chairs. Okay. So like, that's where I'm hanging up my gear as, as this rookie going down there. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm looking around the room. And some of these guys look like bags of milk, but they're signed for big money. And, and it is what it is. Um, but like, they go, what number do you want? And so I'm like, oh, I want number 11. No, number one. At the time it was 21. That was my university number. Number two is 11, which was like my youth number. And then mm-hmm. um, they're like third number. I'm like third number. Like, okay, I'm going to get one of these two numbers. And so I, I choose 32, which I was chirping Brit about previous episodes. Cause she was number three, but like I'm choosing <laughs> yeah. a holy number. Um, a proper, number. like, I think that's actually Kelly Rudy's number. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like a good sure. goalie number. That's a beautiful goalie number. Yeah. It's a great goalie number. And I do love <laughs> the Jersey now. I, I absolutely do love the digits now, but, but again, like here's the rookie. So what, what number do I, of course, do I go out with for my Jersey 32? So I'm like, okay, these guys do not care about me. It's like third, <laughs> third chance. Right. And I remember going out there my first day in Texas for a coach's skate. Okay. And there's all these guys out there. And after the skate, the coach calls me, Dan Wildfunks, Wildfunks, Groisey uh, talked about him, yeah. calls me into the office and he's like, he's like, so why didn't you have more points at university? And I'm like, man, I was trying. Like, <laughs> what's the answer to that? I, I decided not to score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know wasn't in mean? the mood. He's like, if you play like that, we're not even in camp yet. We're like literally just out for a coach's skate. He's like, if you, if you do that every day, he's like, you're going to be here, kid. And I was like, okay. So that at that point I was like, okay, I'm pretty good. But yeah, those first couple of nights were a little bit tough because you're walking through the roster in your head mentally. And, Oh, this yeah. guy came from this place, this place, look at his numbers. He's a stud, you know, it is what mm-hmm. it is, but uh, it's all about that fit. Right. And so with my, with all the coaches that I had through my career, I was, I was very fortunate. Um, yeah. 
Backyard skating rinks typically include two things, a sheet of ice and hockey nets. It's up to the kids to use their imagination that they're skating over the red line on a breakaway or to picture their favorite team's logo at center ice until now. Introducing Shinny & Co., the company that wants to take your backyard rink to the big leagues. Created by former NHLer Daryl Boyce, Shinny & Co. has you covered for rink marking kits that turn any outdoor ice rink into a real hockey rink by using the same durable material as professional hockey rinks. They only take a few minutes to set up, fit any rink size, and you can reuse them year after year. Outdoor hockey has always been popular, but today families are making home rinks in record numbers. Now with Shinny & Co., you can bring that real hockey rink feeling home too. Shinny & Co. is officially licensed by the NHL and Hockey Canada. That means you can style your outdoor rink with any one of the NHL's 32 official franchise logos or with the iconic Hockey Canada emblem. Just pick your favorite and face off. Visit shinnyandco.com to see the different kits and options available. That's shinnyandco.com or across all social media at Shinny & Co. With Shinny & Co., your backyard rink is getting called up to the show. So uh, let's jump into like a little bit of the coach segment because that's fresh in my mind right now. So let's do it, boys. Let's hear about the coaches, the good, the bad, the ugly. And maybe maybe these are some of the sneak names. Maybe we get one of these guys on. Is that what you're hinting at? I love Well, it. yeah, we, we could. I, you I never know. Kinda, like funny stories that kind of come to mind with them because, mm -hmm. again, like the day-to-day -day stuff was as memorable as it was. Like it wasn't that stuff. There was some stuff that just really stood out. And so like, I mean, the big thing that comes to I think Squarezy touched on this was like this line brawl that we had in, in Texas. It was insane. It was <laughs> honestly a Bertuzzi like situation with uh, this guy, Alex Penner. And if you look on YouTube, it's, it's quite the video, but his, his nickname was weapon X. Like wow. he was <laughs> right. So like, actually fucked. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, you know, I got my tats now and stuff, but he was just, he was just crazy. Um, just, just weapon so shredded. X. And, uh, and so anyways, there's these guys, there's line brawl, right. And I'll vividly remember I was sitting up on the stands and the only thing I could do, I felt like T-bone sitting on the bench with nothing to do, but he had to get involved <laughs> like that puck that he threw. And right. I had, I had broken hand and I was sitting up in the suites and I grabbed a pen and I chucked it. <laughs> <laughs> You and, chucked it. So you chirped the shit at me for throwing a puck. You're throwing you pens. showed him, Cal. Yeah, throwing you batteries out of the stands. I, I was, I couldn't do anything. You know what I mean? I felt hopeless in the moment. Um, threw a pen. You can't see it in the video. It did happen. But uh, yeah, threw a pen. Oh, pen. And, uh, but yeah, Dan, like Wildfong, he, he comes rushing down the bench and it's so good in the video comes rushing down the bench and there's a void at the end where we walk out. Okay. Yeah. So there's a missing three foot section and he's going head to head at Steve Martinson in the glass. And he's like, he's threatening him. He's like, I'm going to kill you. He's like, no, let's go. And he's spitting and he's, he's, Love you know that. what I mean? He's sweating and it's the most intense. He was an intense human and it's crazy. And he's running and he just forgets about it. And he steps off the edge of the <laughs> bench head into the glass. Like he needs to go see the doc. It was crazy. Like it was. It Domes was, himself. Yeah. 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 Cuts himself open. The so, Patty wall of the, uh, of the CHL or what? Basically. Yeah. It was, it was very, very similar, but, but it was, a uh, it was a memorable story. What was he like? Is he like a big boy or what? Is he just like a super loud, intense dude? Uh, no, he's, he's a definitely like a smaller size guy, but, uh, just was like an agitator just played, mm. played fierce, played mean and, but wasn't afraid to, to mix it up. You know what I mean? Love it. 
but yeah, so, so that was pretty good. Um, That's great. The other story that really comes out in Texas is my first year. And again, it's a whole different world down there. And so we had, it was, it was hockey one-on-one. Okay. So it's like, okay, let's, uh, I haven't talked about this. Have I? No, hockey one. I have no idea. You you tell me the stories. And so I, I apologize for listeners. If we have, like, I've probably heard them, but I forget if we've had them go on. Yeah. Yeah. And I I apologize too, but, but better letter rip letter rip there. Hockey one-on-one. And so I'm like, okay, like that makes sense. Bring out some kids. We can teach them some stuff. And they're like, no, no, no. It's going to be an evening event. Wine only. And for the ladies, it's like ladies night. And I'm like, okay, what? Okay. okay, so we're literally pieces of meat, like <laughs> <laughs> being paraded around the, the rink. And so sure enough, so it's like they have different stations and the one station is on the ice and it's like, here's how you shoot. Here's how you stop. Here's how you, what a face-off is. And like, we're actually teaching the game. That's what we bit. need. There's one where the 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 girls go into the dressing room the 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 women go into the dressing room and they get to learn how the gears apply in, uh, installed i guess you could say okay come on <laughs> who the hell so who set this one up who set, who set this step and it's up? like it's literally the biggest money maker of the year like it's packed <laughs> and it's crazy right and that's then there's awesome like a Q&A. and so the whole time like that us rookies are are serving wine and and whatever and it's like what is this like what has this come to and you just feel terrible and now thinking about it it's like this is so backwards but it was just, like I said, the first year down there, we had, there's 10, 11 teams in Texas and that it was just a different world, man. The league was profitable and it was, it was doing really well. Well, I guess so. You're bringing in big bucks, showing, showing Texas ladies how to put on a jock strap, more yeah. pouring wine on them. Like um, we were signing high heels that were being auctioned that, off. Is that change room thing like hands-on? Like, no, that, there might've yeah, been what? some extracurriculars with some of the dudes, but oh yeah, 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 no, like nothing. nothing okay, okay. Crazy. I was just trying to get a mental picture here, but like, so they <laughs> they go in and it's like a display. But like, this is how you put on. No, no, it's a guy standing in his like in his um, spandex as a right, story. and then it's like, okay, this is how he's putting on his gear. Like, oh, here's the shower. Who thought of that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's here's uh, the shower. Here's the heavy wine, turkey and gravy. Yeah, that's uh, wow. There you go, Intense. Texas. Who knew? But, but yeah, again, off, off ice there, we were like, again, we were, we were so, um, the booster club just, you know, some people have different names and, and references to them and, um, but they were, the support is, is unmatched. It really is. And they're trying to yeah. make your life as easy as possible. And like, they would give us, we had Cowboys tickets. We had like inner circle NASCAR tickets, like pit passes. We That's had, pretty sweet. That's yeah, pretty cool. We yeah. had, um, we, the one year we were there, the Super Bowl was there. The one that, uh, who won pit beat green Bay or the other way around. Um, but we had guys literally sneak into Cowboy stadium, um, with no tickets getting into, <laughs> yeah, the Super Bowl. Amazing. We were tailgating at that Super Bowl. Um, yeah, just stuff like that. That was pretty pretty awesome dude it's that's nice. unreal how yeah. so how were the teams like how'd you guys actually do i'm, I'm noticing looks like at least one year you got at least uh, at least a round and a bit um going 12 games in the playoffs so how do these teams usually do how'd you guys fare as a, as a squad yeah we so again we had this huge rivalry with uh allen in fort worth and so 
they were like, <laughs> we were like D- district five, like this <laughs> crappy rink, like guys, like we had our, our top three guys who were unbelievable. They had whatever they wanted and everybody else just kind of had, yeah, you could make this work kind of stuff as far as like the gear. And then Alan on the opposite side, because there's a salary cap in the league. You know what I mean? And Alan literally had three guys like sitting out that were big contracts and they would rotate guys in. And it was like a system. You know what I mean? We were trying Mm. to save money. They were trying to spend money. Um, And so, yeah, like one of the most memorable series that we had would have been in my second year where we were definitely not as good. We were, the first year we had some really good names, guys that were at the top of the leaderboard, but as a team, we weren't that good. Mm. Um, it was a big divide, but the, that second year, yeah, we ended up beating Allen in the first round of playoffs, um, which was huge because they, we were kind of, I think it was one, four, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. we shouldn't have been there and we did. And I, I, I scored a, we won a one, nothing game that year and it was me i scored a an ot winner to win one nothing which was buddy all right that's the big one that's the that's i remember that that's that's the one you remember when you're going to bed so talk to us about this goal let's hear about it buddy break it down what was it um okay don't play don't play coy i know you that's the that's the new tattoo (laughs) on your back is a a breakdown of the play i know it it was just it was just a (laughs) two-on-one honestly like coming in i was with uh one of my my buddies from u of m he came as an amateur and we were in on like a two-on-one and you know, fake pass. And I was like, I'm ripping this and uh low blocker. Low oh, blocker. Huge. Yeah. So you're, so, so you're just like, that's, I'm noticing a little trend. So first of all, sick, unreal, score a big OT winner in the playoffs, fucking wicked. But I have picked up on a little trend that on two on ones, you just look your other guy off. It sounds like <laughs> that's your, yeah, you did shooter's it. Gonna right? shoot, man. Shooter's <laughs> gonna shoot. You, you did it to Scroisey, yeah. You did it to your poor buddy from Manitoba who was like, this is my moment. This is what we have. We have two goals, guys. So <laughs> I guess. I the guess. Stats, the, the stats speak for themselves, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. But no, it was, uh, yeah, I remember that. There's, you know, a couple other things stand out. Um, when I went to, when we went to Brampton, so Fort, Fort Worth folds after that year, after I spent three years down there. And so I'm, I remember <laughs> Brampton has an expansion team. And so my wife is actually from Brampton. And so mm-hmm. I look at her, I'm like, man, this is amazing. You know what I mean? I'm a free agent and we're just be mindful. We've just been in Texas and she's like, and she's like, okay, where are we going? Florida? Like where are we going? Like, where, wherever else, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. uh, South Carolina. And I'm like, no, um, I'm like, Brampton, does that make sense? And she's like, yeah, like she was not thrilled about it. But <laughs> she's like, I've already been there. I get yeah. like, we can go somewhere else if you want. Are you sure? Yeah, I was thinking beyond the game. You know what I mean? And that's kind of why when we got here, I I, I did as much as I did in the community because it I, I it was great. I, I love my time in Brampton. Mm-hmm. Um, mix, mixed reviews from guys um, because it honestly, it, it ended up being a lot of Ontario guys that wanted to come home. You know what yeah. I mean? But there was another life going on around them other than hockey. So yeah, priorities kind of got lost, you know what I mean? Which is unfortunate because at, as much as you were trying to start this new franchise from the ground up um, with these local names that were exciting and hope, hopefully attracting fans and whatnot, mm-hmm. it kind of had the re- reverse effect in that their family was there, but these guys weren't so much invested in, as we know, the GTA is so big. So guys mm-hmm. living in Bowmanville, like right. want to be around Brampton. Right. So 
Um, no, it was good. My, my, and that, that's, that's one of the things like the, the game that stands out for me the most in Brampton is my first game ever. And uh, we touched on this before I had two goals and assists. I had 50 tickets for family and friends in the stands. Huge. So these people still to this day think that I'm an unbelievable hockey player. Love that. Which Love I, that for you. I'm going to give myself some credit. I, I was, a, I was, I was pretty good. You've never corrected them either too, right? Well, That's of right. course. Don't tell them. No, <laughs> don't right. correct. They don't need to see all the negatives that that I have in, in hockey DB. But, uh, <laughs> but you had a good year there, first year in Brampton. Yeah, put was, up some good numbers, dude. It's awesome. Yeah. Hey, when you get the opportunity, a kid can do it. You got to cash in. You got to cash in, dude. You guys, had, the one thing I will say, you had. Uh, I always loved the Brampton setup. You had the dirty jerseys. I thought they were sick, and we've already talked about it. Brampton always did a lot of fun stuff, like specialty jerseys and whatever, like yeah, the uh, the Remembrance Day stuff, the Valentine's Day stuff, things that really kind of stand out. Um, the other is Powerade Center was pretty sweet too. So you actually had a pretty solid barn. How, how did that measure up in the league as far as like where you were playing out of? Did that stack up pretty well or was it not the bomb? Yeah, no, the, the one thing that sucked in Brampton was the travel. Um, mm. And it was, you know, again, they recruited us on the fact that, or a lot of guys on the fact that like we were going to fly to games. We had like Robbie Collins, this guy had NHL games, like Ling or some of these guys that it's like, yeah, we're going to fly everywhere because it doesn't make sense to bus. It's too far. It's chaotic. Yeah. It's stupid. It's moronic. Um, but yet once we got into it, uh, you know, when you're flying, the tickets are one, but when you're bringing all the gear, it's another mm. cost that was probably not thought about. Um, and so when we hit the bus, that, that kind of, that kind of sucked. But again, like it, it's such a, like a, uh, a grown-ups league and the fact that like you're mm -hmm. not in high school anymore like after games you're the first thing you're doing is stopping at a gas station and getting a case of beer and having it on the back you know what i mean having a mm -hmm. few beers because that's what the guys want to do with their meal like right so yeah. like um yeah there's we had a lot of there's a lot of a lot of terrible times on the bus and a lot of fun times on the bus like when i was in texas my first year we had odessa was a six or seven hour trip and and there was a ice storm the one time and it took us mm. 32 hours to get holy home holy shit yeah that's pretty it hideous every no. semi in the ditch like it was insane you know what i mean so that yeah. was something that you'll remember forever and i was that yeah that was a that was an awful trip but that trip started off with <laughs> with us being like okay the highways are closed well there's there was a uh, what was it called i don't know some some strip club but it was like okay you guys <laughs> could just go to the strip club to start the day and uh and then solid when breakfast you guys, when you guys are ready you know what i mean like <laughs> when get you on guys the bus and drive 30 hours you know what i mean <laughs> just one of those crazy things but when no, your eyes have swelled shut from sitting but, in a strip club for too many hours but odessa like they had a they had a private jet and 12 guys would fly to every single game and the rest of the team would take the bus. Like that's what happened down there. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so unreal. Like, yeah. So there's, there's different stuff like that, which is, uh, which is pretty, pretty funny. What about other, um, so I can imagine like going into camp, like you, you're coming out of university, you get the, the walk on in Texas, Fort Worth and ends up really working out well for you. What other camps did you ever find yourself at? Did you ever get to go and jump into like an AHL camp, anything like that? Like as part of like a farm system? Cause obviously I'm thinking one of like the Texas teams, you might have some like deep connection down to the stars. And I know Brampton was connected to like the Habs, for example. So 
anything there where you got to kind of like jump up, jump in some other camps, even just like as a, a courtesy thing to you is anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. No. So I, uh, my last year in Brampton, I went to, uh, St. John's with the, uh, where were they? The ice caps, right. Cause they were connected to Montreal at the time. Right. So yeah, I went to, uh, we did the St. John's loop where you played, I think I was there for a week. Um, yeah. And, and had a great training camp. They had, it's unfortunate because Montreal historically hasn't drafted that well, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, there's some big names there. Like, uh, who's the guy playing? In, who's the, you're a big hockey fan. Who's the guy playing in uh, Nashville right now? Big tall guy. Oh, the first big tall guy. I think it would be like Hal Gill, but I know that currently in like a younger guy. Yeah. 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 Um, Younger guy, big, tall guy, Nashville, not Ryan Johansson. No, no. Cause he was uh Columbus like bigger guy. than that. Like younger, younger and bigger. All right. What year is this? Let's DB this. We got to figure this out. He, he was a, uh, I think he won mem cup with uh Oshawa. What's his name? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't have it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we, there were some good guys there. Like, I mean, a lot, uh, to be honest, a bunch of the guys that were there were guys from team Canada, the, the Olympic team this year. Like there's a lot of guys with Montreal, like the Barbaros and stuff like that. All right. those guys were in that camp. Um, so yeah, we went there and then um, the Marlies would go, they did the same loop and we played each other three times in a row. Nice man. Um, but it was cool because uh, like the front office staff was all, all the guys Fukali was there. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, oh man, I got it. I'll remember this name, but uh, no, it was I'm, I'm, I'm aggressively looking right now, trying to see who we got. My, was it, was it was like 2014? Michael oh. McCarron. That's who it is. Michael McCarron. That is definitely a big boy. That is yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. a big boy. So like he was there and, and they had, uh, oh my gosh, this Russian guy. Um, like Daniel Carr was there. Yeah. You know who was on that? You know who was on that team? According to my uh, sources on the internet, yeah, your boy Connor Hellebuck apparently was a part of that team. No, he definitely. Was. <laughs> That's what it says here. It <laughs> he says goalie was not. Um, it says on that team. It says he was a uh, St. John's Ice Cap in 2014. Yeah, yeah. That's but then but then the affiliation changed from Winnipeg to to Montreal. Oh, so the year okay. after. So I would have been. So it was 2015. Yeah, what's the next year? Take Let's a look see. at the next year. Let me let me jump up and see here. We're jump. This is good. This is live action, shit, live action stuff here. Oh, is is the Russian kid Nikita Sherback? Yeah, yeah, Sherback yeah, yeah. was okay, there. Now, like, so they had a couple here. first rounders, right? And so like these oh, yeah. guys are all. Um, give me some notable names. Oh, J- dude, J- you're thinking of John Scott? Is he you're talking about? No, no, no. It says John Scott was on this. Place. He was on that team, but he was up in the show that <laughs> year. The 15, 16 okay. roster that we're looking at here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Zach Ben's, Cashin, Look Ben Scrivens. Come on now, boys. Here we go. This yeah, is great. So, so it was cool because I mean, a lot of those like, uh, a lot of those cups fringe guys, I guess, were still up at the big club, yeah. right? And then as they would get sent down, that's whatever. But when I when I left there, I had a good exit meeting, and they said, "Hey, man, go do your thing." And Brampton, we're excited to send guys to you, and and uh, yeah, like and to to be mentored, learn from learn from you, and you know, be a pro, right? So that's that was awesome. important to me. Yeah, it was cool. It's, um, it's unreal, dude. Yeah, man. So that's that was good stuff. Uh, why don't I got I got one for you, pal. Number forty-one they gave me in that camp. I got, can we go <laughs> back to that too? Because I, I think I've mentioned the, this to you off air, Cal. But I didn't grow up playing hockey. I 
started my hockey career when I was like 21 in university. But like this whole numbers thing, and you you, you ragged on uh, Brit for it too, you know, defense mm-hmm. numbers, goalie numbers. Can you just explain a little bit more to that about me? Like, because if like I'm saying 30 and you're like, that's a goalie number, but where did that come from is my question. I think it just came from like, like, like camp, like, you know, not like, even camp. Like before it was like one and your highest number were goalie numbers, two, three, four, five, six, seven were your, your starting six defensemen. And then you just make your way up. Right. And, and it's so just like persisted until 18 now players on your team, your highest number is 18. And then the goalie gets a 30. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so, and then they, and then guys got creative and said, Hey, I want to be, this 99 or I want to be this 87 and, and, uh, and that, but a lot of the numbers that you see like the seventies and the forties in the show, that's just guys getting their camp numbers. Honestly, you know what I mean? It's for the right. most part, for the most part. Right. Okay. So it's like, it kind of started off with numbers that were just given to people. And this well, is you had those ones that are full, you know right. what I mean? Filled yeah, by yeah. the vets and then the younger guys get numbers when they come to camp. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. So 41, so 41, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I had, um, I was supposed to, uh, they supposed to, who knows how true this is. But when I was in Texas, my first year, I started like, again, I had a really good camp. I was young at the time. Uh, we did have affiliations to like, there was connections with coaching and if, Hey, if you need a guy, let's, let's send them. Right. And so we had mm-hmm. uh, affiliation with the star, Texas stars, Oklahoma, Oklahoma city, because it was pretty close, just head up North. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was supposed to go to OKC. Um, but I actually broke my hand the night before. And so, Oof. yeah. Wow. So again, it wouldn't have been any extended stint, but it, you know, maybe would have been nice um, to get a, a game early on. Right. But, but uh, yeah, what I learned um, is that like the top, the top end guys in the league or in the NHL are untouchable, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they were meant to play hockey, the bottom two of the American league and the, or sorry, the top two in the American league and the bottom two in the NHL are interchangeable. Uh, and then same with the East coast, right? There's a lot of guys in the East coast that could be playing in the American league. And it, when you look into it, it there's a, a connection, uh, some loyalty somewhere, a mm-hmm. an opportunity and injury. And and that's the way that the business works. Right. So you always need a break dude. And that, yeah, that's where it literally just is a business. Cause that's what like something that, you know, folks like myself could relate to, like where you just see where people are getting in career and profession, you need a little bit of a break. And that's what really is just like the business side of things. Absolutely. That's what actually, it, it's something that's come up so much throughout the podcast. Like people talk about it's like, right. just like a razor thin margin between like making it not and an injury and not making it. Or who was it that had the visa go crazy? And they couldn't like, Frankie. was that, uh, was that Frankie? Like yeah, couldn't yeah. get back over from like, couldn't get back into the States. And he's supposed to be down in the AHL. Like it's just crazy how it goes. It's just razor thin dude. I literally like, like, um, you watch the, uh, you probably don't watch them, but you watch the oil. There's Derek Ryan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's a name that you see. He's a third line guy. He's a penalty kill guy. I, for three years lined up against them every single draw at university. You Is that right? I mean? And he's a great player. He's a remarkable career. Um, but it's like in that instance, you're like, I'm here and I'm not playing and you're in the NHL playing mm-hmm. alongside Connor McDavid. Right? Isn't like, that, that's gotta be like a crazy thought, honest to God. Like, it's, even like, it's gotta be like, this guy just kept grinding, kept going. It, it, yeah. It, and the truth is like, when you follow it back, there's connections with loyal coaches, guys that loved him. Yeah. That was their guy. And Hey, this is a guy I trust. And that's what it, it works out to is a guy you can trust. Right. So, Huge. so here's two other coaches stories now that we mentioned coaches. Okay. Let's so this is one of my, <laughs> my, 
my uh my all-time favorites again it's not even that funny but but so we're we're going out for uh we're going out for a, a playoff game in saskatchewan and our coach is very methodical at, at school okay he's like very statistic so he's got a list of s- 10 numbers okay and it's like the first one is probably five digits like 10,523 the next one is um i don't know uh, 5,000, whatever, you know what I mean? And, okay. and it's yeah, yeah. getting lower and lower and lower. And, and so he's like, he's like, do you guys know what this means? And he's like, in our faces, he's like, do you guys know what this means? Do you know what this means? And we're like, no, we have no clue. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, that's the amount of seconds you guys have been together this year. Okay. <laughs> is the top one. And then he's like, which equals this many minutes, which equals this many hours, which equals this many practices, which equals this many games, which equals this many, you know what I mean? He's going down. And then the last one is for this one opportunity. I felt like Eminem was talking to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we go out. So sure enough, we're in the room and he's like, he's all, he's all nerd. Chat. Yeah, nerd is 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 the word. Right? <laughs> he's all Jones and he's all jazzed up and he's trying to fire us up. Doesn't swear much like me, right? Doesn't swear. And so he's like, "Are you guys freaking ready? Are you guys freaking ready?" And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pumped." You know what I mean? <laughs> so he goes around the room. And he's like, "I can't hear you. I feel like." I- <laughs> Like, how old were you at this time? Oh, we're men. We're in university, 20, 21, 22. Right? He's like, I can't hear you. So I was like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're ready to go. Yeah, leave us alone. We'll try. (laughs) So so we end up getting to a point where we're screaming, right? And we're like, Mm. yeah, like, let's go. Because we we looked around and we're like, okay, let's let's buy in here. So we do this. (laughs) Go out there. We get shelled. We lose this playoff game like. I think it was six, one, seven, one, like not even that was the coach's fault for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so he comes in afterwards and he, he literally walks around the room and you know how people are like, you're cool. You're cool. You suck. Like he literally goes around the room and he's like, you lied to me. (laughs) You lied to me. You lied to me. (laughs) me." And called every single guy. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, We ended up going on to win that series. And then we got to, uh, we got to go to the university cup and that's where, I think I played against boys for in that tournament. No, they didn't make it that year, but Mike. Oh, shots the, fired. That mm-hmm. was the Mike Dan year where he came uh, back from jail and, and to the tournament. And, the uh, Danton year. Yeah. I think we yeah. can get Danton on the show. No, it's not even, I'm not even getting into that conversation. Um, as far as getting a coach on, let's not get the number guy. Uh, no, so let's, guy. let's scratch him from the list. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Let's get someone a little cooler. Unless he wants to come on. Come yeah, on. Unless, unless he yeah. really wants to yeah. come on. You know, he might be able to break that. And if he's a listener, I'm just kidding. We love you. Uh, spread the word. Yeah. We'll we, we'll, there's such a, again, the, the, the coaches that UHL, CHL, East Coast, like it's a, to be honest, it's a pretty small network. And mm-hmm. it's the old, it's the old school guys that were like Kevin McClellan is a guy that sticks out for me and a, a kind of guy that I wish I would have had the opportunity to play for just because I, I think he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, he, you don't know when guys tell you stories, right. But like the one year when, when Brant, when sorry, Texas folded, I was a free agent. And so I was talking to a couple teams that year. One of the guys was in rapid city. Um, his name is uh, Joe, Joe Ferris or Joe, something like that. And so, and, and I was talking to Mac and Mac, Mac calls me and he leaves a, a voicemail and he's like, Hey Cal, he's like this rugged guy. He's like, Hey Cal, you're probably talking to that. And hopefully nobody takes offense to this. Um, 
And he said something you probably shouldn't have said. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> right. you're probably talking to that loser, let's let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Rapid City. He's like, you don't want to go there. That guy sucks. Call me back. <laughs> like, that was literally his recruitment speech to me. Uh, that's huge. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you hear you hear like stories of like them losing games and and him uh like not touching pucks. The only time that ever happened in our crew, we were in Denver. And I guess our coach watched the video back three or four times, which is just an insane thing to do. And he's like, you guys didn't make five passes. He's like, you actually didn't complete five passes this game. (laughs) So for pregame skate, he put us out there on um, either hash mark, Mm. like you're Mm -hmm. passing an egg, picture that in Mighty Ducks. Oh my God. Yeah, I was about to say. Huge. We didn't take a stride. We just did passing, flat passing back and forth for 15 (laughs) minutes. Oh, the entire time while the other team watched us. And then, and then he, he lined us up on the, on the blue line, no goalie in the net. And we all had to shoot it into the empty net to, to like, to, um, to represent, like hit the net when you shoot. It was unbelievable. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> 30 sounds like a good coach. We could bring him on. Yeah. Desi, he was uh he's a good guy. He I like playing that. Yeah. That's but, awesome. So coaches would do that kind of show me that you can still play hockey kind of deal. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing, dude. What about, uh, we like to throw it around to our, uh, our other guests. So let's get it on here, man. What about the money on the board story? Money on the board. Yeah. You gotta have one. You're the one who brought this segment up. So I'm sure you got a a couple bangers kicking around here. Again, I, I would say I don't have any bang. Like, yeah, I'm going to deny this, this segment. No, I, I, we, it's not that we don't have bangers. Like we just don't have the same money. Right. So I, yeah, of course it's funny with the guys, like I, I thought the pronger story was unbelievable. Right. Because like, that's the stuff when it's guys throwing up thousands of dollars and stuff. Right. Like that. It's exciting. We, we would do it all the time. Um, yeah. But again, you're talking a bunch of guys throwing up extra per diem at the end of a trip. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not nothing, the same deal. Nothing insane. Right. Right. But yeah. No, we had some good nights, but we like, party stories nothing well there's some there was some intense intense some some fun <laughs> bad cow uh situations but like you we we would literally bring a team to the bar at new year's um and not spend a cent like that happened you would go for a dollar whatchamacallits whatever you wanted any night yeah, yeah. and you know you bring 10 bucks you're you're having a good night right like we just that's what people don't realize about that so it's like you're you're not making you're making us money at the time it was well it's still great um you're making us money you're not paying for living arrangements you're yeah, not really paying for um me like meals to go out with because you have all these 50 50 and 75 25 like setups mm-hmm. where the sponsors are paying for you and then you add in the booster club who is um, literally throwing events all the time or giving you gift cards or whatever. So you live a really, it's a, it's a, it's a, I can't say you live a really good life. Like the first couple of years, you're definitely not there to make money, but every year you play in the league, you get a little bit more. And by the time I came to Brampton, it was, it was a pretty good decision, right? Like that's why guys do it for so long because Mm -hmm. it's for what you're doing. You know what I mean? Um, You're comfortable, right? It's comfortable, right? So, but there's also the, the reality of at the end of every six months, you're picking up your life and going back and you don't know what the next six months looks like. Right. So, Mm. um, so that's why when, when kids became a thing in my, in our life, it was like, I don't, I didn't want to be the guy that was riding the bus, the bus and FaceTiming my kids. I'd Mm -hmm. rather be there. Um, and, and kudos to the guys that do it. Like it's, it's crazy. But for me, it just, it didn't make sense. 
There you go. Yeah. I respect it, buddy. Not to put a downer on hockey, but uh, (laughs) I don't like hockey anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Life happens. You got to make a decision, right? This is what it is. That's it. Let's rapid fire a couple things at you before we uh, head towards wrapping her up here. Um, Best player you've ever been on the ice with. Doesn't have to be a teammate. Someone who was in your league you played against. Best player you played with or against. Let's have it. Hard one either. I would say Jonathan Taves or TJ Oshie against. Never with. Dang. Okay. So how they often we drop again? Yeah, yeah. Talk to us about that. Like, did they stand out? Like, you're like these guys are going somewhere kind of deal, or was it just kind of like? But they were already drafted oh. and going somewhere. This is like U of M would always play North Dakota as like a warm up game. Mm. <laughs> I think I mentioned this before. They would. Bring that couldn't us, have been too fun. <laughs> no, they would bring us down. We would always go to Regina for our home opener. We play two games in Regina, drive back Regina to to Winnipeg, which is what six hours, and then head an, an hour or two south. And so we'd play these guys on a Sunday. We'd literally sleep through the night, get there, hop into the hotel, and then they'd just be ready. This is their first game of the year. So the band was out, the seat, the, it was packed <laughs> and they were paying for us to come down. You know what I mean? So like they would pay 20 grand to bring us down for this exhibition. So that's oh, why nice. we did it because our, our, our program would make money, but uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. So, so yeah, we go down there and this year they had, Oh my gosh. Brian Lee was on the back end. They had, um, yeah. Oshi, um, Taves. I want to say Stafford, Zay, like we played against Stafford, Zay, Jack, like these guys always have it's like really good teams. Yeah. Five first rounders on their power play. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like insane guys, like winning the <laughs> national title. And so we go out there and this has to be a repeat, but whatever. Um, we go out there and I was the captain my final year at U of M, right? So we go out there mm-hmm. and this one game, we're winning two, nothing after the first. And, um, we have, we've scored from center and from behind the nets. Okay. Like two shots. <laughs> we're winning two, nothing. And so they, awesome. get me, they, they pass me the Gatorade towel. Say, Hey Cal, we're going to do a little interview. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I accept, uh, hop on like how are you guys feeling oh couldn't be better you know what i mean like legs are feeling good like, this is the best goals we've ever scored we're feeling great You're right from <laughs> yeah. center ice the way you want to do it yeah you know what i mean and so i'm i'm saying all the right things and sure enough we go out there and we also get shelled that seems to be a, a common theme in some of these stories but we get shelled and like i remember like i think I think they were killing a five on three and oh, she had the puck and was skating around the ice. Oh my God. Like, just were, ragging around. Just playing keep away with you guys. What is happening? You know what I mean? <laughs> you do the bread, come get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was, he was unreal. Um, what kind of scores are we talking about though? You guys yeah. leave with what? Like a 10 to two? Like what's this? Yeah. Like? Oh yeah. 10 to two, nine to two. Oh, stuff God. Like that. Wow. Nice. One year was four one. That was decent. Yeah. That's all right. Um, yeah. That's all right. We would just, that game, we'd pack up, we'd take all the tape, we would take all the Gatorade, we like, took everything that was in the room. Were you grabbing autographs? Any of the boys grabbing autographs? No. They had someone had to be, dude. No someone selfies. had to be. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I didn't. If I was on the team as a towel boy, I'd be snagging towels left, right, and center. Yeah, we we'd, we'd always go there, and then we'd always go down to uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and play in like a preseason tournament, which was pretty fun. It was it was that was a good good city. Um, yeah, no, there's some good trip, good places like that. That was the thing. I always, Texas was a good place. I never understood why some of these guys would play in some of the places they would like mm-hmm. these, some of these cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guys that, the guys that figured it out, you knew they were going somewhere either to make, to make some money or, or they were going to li- live the life they wanted to live. Right. Um, but yeah, um, best player. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, yeah, that's probably the best player. That's probably the one. It doesn't get much better than that. You got a freaking no. yeah, legit all-star power play ripping you apart while you're in university. That's pretty fun. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get paid for it too. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're making money. Free for tape. So, yeah. so to add on to that story, so this last year, our, our social media was just becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And so our athletic director says, hey, Cal, do you want to, uh, <laughs> do, do you want to write a blog for training camp <laughs> and, and whatever? And I was, I said, sure, let's do it. <laughs> because I, I was almost done school. I was just taking a few courses. And uh, so I like write I wrote a write a blog. I wrote a yeah. This blog had to be really good. I write it. <laughs> so I wrote a blog, and like awesome. the focus was on the fact that we had like, like, and at the time I thought it was like so. Who said it? I think it was Frankie. Frankie said it where it was like, man, like I never had any of that stuff. The kids are so entitled. Like yeah, in junior, yeah. like we didn't have that. Um, in my junior, the city team at the time didn't have it. We didn't have our own locker room. Like we were literally still, we weren't paying to play, but we had like, uh, like a, a bunkie, almost like a shack in our rink where we could hang up our gear and leave it at the rink, which was amazing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't coming home, but we didn't have our own room with like logos and stuff. So then when I got to university, we had a code to get into the door. There's a logo on the ground. So I thought it was like unreal. And it was Mm -hmm. because I grew up watching these guys. Right. But it was just like, not something we had. So, you know, my last year, they're like, Hey, can you write this blog? And I was like, Oh man, this is the best we were getting. I think we had third jerseys for the first time. Nice. Um, like there's a big renovation that happened in the, in the locker room, which consisted of like some of the players like painting and like, you know what I mean? Like just some yeah, stuff yeah. happened that we kind of revamped it. We, we yeah. got like a, le- like a couch and an Xbox and stuff like that. And nice. so like I write this blog and like she, she had asked for it and I said, yeah, okay, let's just be honest what's happening in training camp. And so I write this and I get down to North Dakota and somebody chirps me from the stands <laughs> and says like, nice blog, you loser. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, come on. That's the Xbox bot. You're like, oh shit. But like, Nicole. because like, and then you, you hop on YouTube and you see like what their players have. Like they have a new Jersey every <laughs> single game, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like oh, it was just, awesome. oh, no. that program is insane. North Dakota is, is the best. <laughs> the fact oh, that dude. this dude in the fan of the stands, like unbelievable looked you unbelievable. up, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. He read the blog. <laughs> yeah. Clearly that's kind of right. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying to get into our heads. It that's worked. some next level that's, fandom. That's dedicated trolling. That's yeah. I could, I could take note. I could take note of that. Yeah. Oh boys, that's good. I think why don't we why don't we start wrapping her up? We could sit here all night since it's just us shooting the sh- <laughs> shooting the shit. <clears throat> so before we do that, we might as well uh, wrap her up. But dude, that was that was a but a brief glimpse into uh, what seems like a hell of a lot of fun as a career oh, yeah. there, dude. So we love you sharing the stories there, but awesome. Appreciate yeah, you doing hopefully that. Hopefully, I didn't disappoint. But no, there's there's a, as I'm like thinking, lots more are coming to come into mind. But uh, there's one story I'm going to finish with. Okay, all right, love Remember it. I said guys would chase me around. Yeah, you know, and I think you asked somebody like, "Who's your nemesis?" Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. of the guys' nemesis. I think so Frankie yes. Look this guy up. It's not Name. Craig Barube. No oh God, but it's, it's it's a Barube. I forget his name now. It's been so long. Let me see here. What am I doing here? I'm trying to figure this out. Let me see. Let me see. let me search Barube. every Barube. He's there. Oh, there's so many. Search. So here's Alan. one. Here's a here's a Danny Barube, born in '86. Mike 
It's Mike Berube. Okay. Oh, so I, Berube. I'm not calling him out because I'm sure he's a nice guy, but this guy, he just, he was a, just a hard nosed, you know, D man just played, played the right way, played tough, was an agitator. So he did his job because I just, I just despised them. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, we played against that team so many times in my time and he just happened to be there his whole career. Um, and so I come to Brampton. I'm like, Hey, we're done with these guys. Like they're in Texas. <laughs> so we only played them a couple of times through the year, but of course that year we get matched up with them in the playoffs. Okay. So, <laughs> um, and I, I hope I'm, I think this is the right timeline with this story. No, sorry. I'm telling it wrong. But anyways, right before Christmas, we play in Texas. So I go down, it's kind of like a coming, coming home party. I have a mm-hmm. bunch of fans in the stands down there. It's great. And so of course, this guy, he's like, he's like, yeah, we're going tonight. I'm like, oh man, just leave me alone. Like, just leave me alone. You got that face, eh? I guess a face you want to punch, right? So, um, my linemate at the time, and I'm going to say again, I played with some tough guys like Frankie Scroisey, like Linger was, was tough. Um, mm-hmm. but Jason Pitten at the time. So he's, he's my age. He was a, you know, a draft pick, big kid, you know, but he could play, he could skate, he could, he could finish and he liked finishing, but he was tough. Right. So they, he wanted to play hockey, but when they're like in the American league, they, they limited his minutes because they wanted him to hit and and do the other stuff. Right. Right. But he liked to play. So, so he's in Brampton, he's a Brampton boy. And so I played on his line. Um, and so he's like, he's like, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Baroops to fight. He's like, if he asks you one more time, I'm going to say, no, you're going to go me. And so I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay sweet. All right. Yeah, thanks. Good. good idea. Great plan. And <laughs> so, the, so, but Jay's brother is the goalie for Alan. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so sure enough, he says something to me after a draw or something. He's like, we're going, I'm like, nope, we're not. And so Jay's like, but we are. And he's like, <laughs> okay. Right. He's a tough guy. So he's like, okay. Like, so, so they go right off the draw. Jay pumps his eyes shut like one, two, three. I thought it was like a python, like coming out of a glove. <laughs> it happened so fast, right? I kind of uh, felt huge. bad. I was like, man, like, oh, I should have warned you. Like, I don't dislike you that much that I wanted this to happen. But a, a part of me was like, yes, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so after like, so Barube sitting in the dressing room, we find out because Jay's brother's the goalie and we're going into the Christmas break. So literally shuts both of his eyes for Christmas. So he has Christmas photos where he can't see, which is hilarious. And Jay's like, and his brother goes, uh, he's like, he's like, why didn't you tell me he was tough? He's like, well, I didn't tell you he wasn't tough. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, that was it, but it was huge. So that was kind of my, uh, yeah, that was me being a coward and fighting my battles. Great way to end the story, the Calwell story. I've made a living off and I don't feel bad for Mike Berube. I'm sure he could kill me. No problem. No questions Mm -hmm. asked, but his photo on hockey DB, he has very straight bangs. And so for that reason alone, I'm (laughs) glad that this happened to him Uh, (laughs) and don't fuck with my pal Cal. So there you go. You get what happens uh, when you step into the ring. Um, Dude, that's awesome. Great job. Great job tonight. Had a lot of fun hearing that. That's good shit, dude. Um, it's kind of hard to transition out because usually we're like, all right, stop. And, it's our uh, first now. live episode, guys. So That's true. Yeah, yeah, this was like we didn't stop once. And I will say, whichever one of uh, your buddies reached out and said we're getting better, they haven't heard or witnessed the editing job that uh, producer Danny's been doing. So okay. tonight's just a live on the fly. Hopefully, people stuck around to listen to the whole thing. Um, Easiest but I guess I'll say there. this: the, the easiest job today. Exactly. We're trying to go easy on you, Danny. We know you're tired with the kid. 
Um, let's say this, we're getting towards the end of uh, season one, hopefully season one of many um, huge plans for next year. And we got a few awesome guests. We're not going to say any names right now. Cause we don't know who we're releasing season one, who we're waiting for season two. We got some absolute awesome ones lined up. Uh, so should be a sick finish to the end of the year here. Um, and then setting up for next year and onward, but uh, boys, all, all systems go. What, what else do you want to say here tonight? No, it's all. Thank you for sharing the Cal Wild story. I'm sure we'll get a second episode in the second season and and more to come from there because I'm sure you got a thousand stories that you haven't told us, Cal. So it's great. Yeah, there's there's a few more that are that are coming to my mind. I'm uh, <laughs> write them down. Secret, write them down. Secretly, look, I yeah, I'm I want to. I'm hoping there's some feedback from this from this episode, and I'm you'll be hearing it. I'm kindly oh, yeah. awaiting for it, but no, it's uh, thanks guys. It, it's uh, like I said, it's always fun to run down memory lane and uh, yeah, like it's crazy. The fact that the hockey it's hockey. I said tonight, hockey was such a huge part of my life, but like the hockey is what it's like a side story, right? That's like, what I mean. You know what yeah, I mean? Right? Like the hockey, it's it's just the it's it's just the it's the life, right? Like it's, yeah. it's the experience, right? And so that's that's such an important thing um, for me right now, which is uh, which is why this has been so fun. I, I love when we get to chat with all these people, and yeah, like T Bone said, we have a a nice pipeline. Um, it's just a matter of yeah when they're when they're rolling out, but it's going to be good. That's yes, it. Sick teasers. Real quick. We never do this on the show. We're not going to stop quickly or we're not going to stop long. Let's just go real quick. Quick, uh, quick predictions. Stanley Cup? No, no, no. Mark Giordano. Any good for the Leafs or no? Yes or no? Danny, you first. Yes. But right, like Cal. reluctantly. Reluctant yes. yes. The goalie still sucks. Yes. Which one? Which one? You got to be more them. specific. They both kind of <laughs> stink right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I'm hoping he sticks around. He's an older guy. He's a Toronto guy. Maybe he's made enough money in his life that he wants to hang out next year too. That's the uh, type of pathetic fandom. Yeah, exactly. Um, type of pathetic fandom I'm reduced to now. Let's see what happens. And uh, we'll wrap this show right around the time the Leafs jump into the playoffs and get thumped. So uh, that's the plan. But uh, until next week or uh, two weeks from now, I guess we could say. Thank you, everybody. Awesome job, Cal. Great chatting, dude. And uh, Wildcat. The Wildcat, the Trojan Boy, Big Daddy Danny, and T-Bone saying, oh, yeah, bud. Thanks for listening, everyone.